Good morning and welcome to All Things Jessamine. Glad to have you on this Saturday morning here as we are going to reminisce about Kroger. And the way we're going to do that this morning is talk to Terry Leach. Hello, Terry. Good morning, Mr. Doug. How are you? Good. Glad you came in today. You know about Kroger, and there's a reason you know about Kroger, and we're going to tell people that in a few minutes. But first, I want to introduce people in this community that are not from here to the Leach family. Tell us a little bit about your dad and your mom and where they came from and how they even got to be in Nicholasville. Sometimes my dad would wonder about that himself. (laughs) My dad was Ned Leach, and he was born in Frankfurt. Yeah. In September of 1919, and he was the fourth of six children. His dad was a barber in downtown Frankfurt, down in the hill, when you mm-hmm. go down there on Ann Street. And they lived there over the, the barbershop, and he went to Good Shepherd School. Mm-hmm. And so then he was about seventh grade. They got a little farm out in the country in Bald Knob. I don't know if you've ever been to Bald, Bald Knob. Bald Knob. I've heard of Bald yes. Knob. Bald Knob is just a lovely spot in the road. Yeah. Lots of hills. Looks kind of like um, eastern Jessamine County, you know. Yeah. Pollard and, you know, down and right, you know, all right. that. So that's kind of where it was. So he went to, from that point, they went to Bald Knob to school. Mm-hmm. And he graduated from Bald Knob High School. He was valedictorian of his class. I think they were probably 15. Mm-hmm. Loved playing basketball. Now, they played outside basketball. And, of course, this is on these little hills. Right. So if the ball went out, yeah, you better not let loose of that ball. The ball went out. It was down the hill. Somebody had had one gone. of the younger ones. Yes, <laughs> he loved ag and he loved math, and he wanted to be a school teacher. Mm-hmm. So he went to Eastern for a year. Got to back up a little bit here. When he was about six, he got hit by a trolley car. Really in mm-hmm. Frankfurt. In Frankfurt, wow. and was dragged not only once but twice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You'd think you would do better than that. But anyway. Two different times. Two not different the same times. day. No, 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 no. And he was in the hospital for a while. And his big problem was that he had damage to his ear. Yeah. So he was deaf in one ear, which made him, about the about the time of the war, he was 4F. So because of that, he always had problems with that ear, with mm-hmm. hearing. And so when he came back after going to over to Eastern, and of course he had saved his money and worked at it, but he would just decided that probably wasn't going to work for him so came back started working in the grocery business well let me ask you to stop you right there did he ever think and and sometimes this happened especially years ago did you ever think about being a barber i mean you know his dad was a barber was any of the kids barbers his his older brother yeah he he had two older brothers well this is really sad but he had us at his oldest brother harry thomas Mm -hmm. was five years old and he was kicked in the head by a horse well, these kids just had a hard time, didn't they? <laughs> they were really pretty they, clumsy, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. So, Uncle Harry was always five years old. And believe uh, it or not, loved horses. He was the oldest, but was not able to, right, right. you know. So, my next uncle, Grover Cleveland Jr., became the barber. Okay. So, he was in the barber. My next one was Aunt Martha, mm-hmm. who I'm named for, then mm-hmm. Daddy. And then he had a his sister mary Aline, and she was married to chester goins who was a an a and p manager for 40 or 50 years well there's a name i hadn't heard for a long time the a and p yeah yes and he was we always laughed about them being hit the gypsy family because when you're a manager in, in a store like that 
mm-hmm. you travel around a lot. Yeah. So he was in Versailles and Paris and Richmond, and well, they lived over in Harrisburg, and then they moved back to Lexington. But they were around a lot. But so was it that connection that got your dad into right, the business? I think it was. They were yeah. all starting to work in the grocery okay. the grocery business. But now, did he start in Frankfurt? Mm-hmm. Okay. He did. He started in Frankfurt, and then. Their opening and opening occurred, and he wasn't even with Kroger at that time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but this opening came up, and it was in Nicholasville. With a Kroger store? With the Kroger store. Okay, now, was the was the Kroger at that time mm-hmm. the one that's located across- it's right the, where your office right is. Right where the circuit clerk's office <laughs> yes, is. Yes, right. That was the Kroger. Now, what year would that have been? That, he, that would have been in 43, I think. So, he- he found out that there was an opening. <laughs> well, he they, he was offered this job. Oh, he was offered the job. He was offered the job. Moved to Nicholasville. Moved to Nicholasville. And manage? To be the manager. Of the Kroger on Nick, on uh, Main Street. On Main Street. And, and he thought, why not? Sure, why not? He was going home just about every weekend because mm-hmm. he was really attached to family and, of course, all these situations yeah. being with his dad and all that. But anyway, he lived at Walker Hotel when he first came here. What about that? Now, for those folks, and we have to do this on this program, you know that we have a lot of listeners who remember these names. Right. Mm -hmm. But we have a lot of listeners who don't. This is an education for them. The Walker Hotel, ladies and gentlemen, sat on the corner opposite the current Nicholasville Baptist Church. And it's also across the street from the building which we refer to as the old jail because it was. It's catacorner to Town Square Bank. So maybe that helps you know that the current building doesn't look like it did when it was the Walker Hotel, but it is occupied by attorney bruce smith i think now. Mm-hmm. and it is a building on the national historic register right too. it is so he lived in the old walker hotel and i think they had several people i mean there really wasn't any yeah. place to rent yeah, i mean you that, know right. right and so they now, lived was, there he wasn't married yet no okay. no no okay. no still no. a single guy All still right. a single guy mm-hmm. and so he lived there and we'll just kind of stop with him and go to my mom sure my mom was mary loretta aldridge and she was born in Jessamine County in 1923. Uh-huh. And she had an older sister, Pauline. Her parents were F- Freeman and uh, Gertrude Boland Aldridge. And Pauline died when she was about two she, from whooping cough before mom was really was born. Then she had two younger sisters, and those that was uh, Nellie and Monica. And they lived in Jessamine County. And, and my grandfather was kind of a day laborer. Yeah, He worked... You know, up at go up to the Snyders to the um, the brick mm-hmm. factory mm-hmm. and did all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. So, but they lived different places. But they eventually lived at two twenty four East Oak Street. Now that's where I remember going to visit Grandma and Grand Granny and Granddaddy. And Mom worked at different jobs. You know, had girls, kids, and she graduated from Nicholasville High School. Yeah. and she graduated before it burned. Mm-hmm. And. She worked at Kroger, and that was a good job back then. You know, working at Kroger, they, you know, they made pretty good money. And she worked herself up so that she was kind of the head cashier. So here comes this guy from Frankfurt. So they obviously didn't have a policy against inter-office dating. Well, he comes in from Frankfurt, and there they are. Well, they their dates were group things, I think. Right. Back then, all, yeah, most mm-hmm. people's were. Yes, That's yes. Right. You and knew it was serious if you went by yourself. Well, yeah, yeah. sure. Uh-huh. And Dad had a car. You know, oh, so that, that was an added bonus. That was an added bonus. <laughs> yes. So they uh, they would visit. They would go out and do things like mm-hmm. that. But they dated for five years before they got married. Wow. Mm-hmm. While working together over here. While working together over there. So Mom had quit her job. Yeah. But that was okay. Yeah. They rented a little cabin at Fred Johns's. 
Now, I don't know that you know this. I remember not. Fred, but I don't know where you're talking okay. about. Okay. Well, it's Nicholasville Florist. Okay. One of the cabins that uh, there's one of still the cabins. two or three sitting behind right, there now. Right. But they had several cabins and yeah. people rented those. Yeah. And Buddy Kurtz's family lived in the house upstairs. Okay. Of course, Buddy and I weren't born by then. But anyway. Right. Uh, so, and they had different people. And I'm not really sure who else lived there, but... That, that's where they rented one of these little cabins. And they're really small cabins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, these, these folks, if you've never seen these, and I don't know that Bobby Garrett would mind, but sometime drive behind Nicholasville Florist and see what we're talking about. I think there's one or two. There's two, I think. That's still there. Mm-hmm, that are but still they're there. Really, yeah, they're really they are small. very, very small. Uh huh. And they, they rented that, and they got married at St. Luke's on mm-hmm. a Tuesday, September the 14th, 1948. Wow. Eight o'clock in the morning. Because they had to go to work, I guess. Well, he did. Well, they were not going. No, they were taking day out. They were getting a vacation. But the Kroger store closed that day, did not open that morning. And so after the mass, after the wedding, Mm -hmm. everybody went to work. Okay. And who was there but Mr. Denny, I think his name was Mr. Denny, who was the district manager, knowing full well... He knew what was going on. Okay. He didn't come to the wedding, but, yeah. you know, he let them know that mm, he knew that they hadn't opened the store that morning. Wow. So they always told the story about Barney um, Kroger. They didn't even close the store on the day of his funeral. They didn't close the <laughs> So they were, you know, pretty hard-hearted right, you know, people. Right. But anyway, so mom and dad got married in September, and they were still in the old store. Mm-hmm. Now, that old store, I've got a couple of stories I want to tell you about that. But anyway, I, of course, I didn't know it. But it was the old kind of timey thing. People would come in on on Saturdays, and they would park downtown, mm-hmm. and they would stay there all day. And they would do their shopping, and they would visit. They might go to the picture show. Mm-hmm. And those places had things like, you know, 25 pounds of of flour right. and right. sugar, and more more of a gen, kind of a general store thing. They didn't have a cash register back then, and they would well maybe they did, but it was an old fashioned right. one. So they would write everything on paper and then add it up, and so they knew their math skills, you know. Well, and back then, I would probably think because it was a farming community, you probably carried tabs for some farmers mm-hmm. until the mm-hmm. tobacco sold, and they, right? You know, yes. maybe mm-hmm. for the whole year they'd carry a tab. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you had to write all it down and keep good records of that. Right, right. So they would stay open till 10, at least, on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they were closed on Sunday. Well, one of the problems Daddy learned when he first came here was he was told about the water problem, about the flooding problem, and that was because of the town branch. Right. So that first block between Oak and Walnut, mm-hmm. you know, we had the mm-hmm. town branch that is just a little jewel. But anyway, yeah. there were rats and so there were rats at the Kroger store because, lo and behold, you've got food and right. flour and sugar. Right. So there were problems. And so one day, Daddy, that Saturday night, took his car to the back and he turned it on and they piped in the exhaust. Into the store. Into the store. <laughs> now, I don't know if you've ever heard the name of Miss Steinbach. Yes. Okay. She owned a department store, her and her husband. They right. lived there, they, they, and there was a couple of steps there, and, you know, like the clothing, the shoes were in the back, right. and it was all right. okay. So anyway, Miss Steinbach was kind of, a, could be a little bit difficult sometimes. So that next Monday morning, when she came to work, lo and behold, all of those dead rats, or not all of them, but a lot of them had made their way over to Miss Steinbach's. <laughs> so, of course, she came over, Mr. Leach, Mr. Leach. <laughs> she didn't know how I. Is that right? She just showed up, and there they were. There they were, yes. Oh, 
So she told Daddy that he needed to come over and get rid of those rats. And he told her that was just a gift. <laughs> but I think, I hopefully, I don't remember what he said after that, but I'm hoping that he did go over there and take care of yeah. those, the rat situation that was over there. That's funny. But anyway, that was one of his stories that he used to tell lovingly. Now, the problem was that Kroger was improving, and Kroger was uh, kind of... I brought, sorry for you folks, I brought a visual aid. It's a picture of Barney Kroger, who had horses and a cart and went around at the beginning to sell groceries to people. Mm-hmm. And I think other places did that, too. There was a, the um, the tea company, uh, Jewel Tea Company yeah. did that. But anyway, Barney Kroger was from Cincinnati, and he... and. Took all in 1883, he took all of his life savings, which was like $230 or something, and he opened a grocery store up on Pearl Street. Mm-hmm. And so he, at that time, was trying to make a go at it and ended up doing pretty well. Sure. Then he decided, well, he could probably, if he made, you know, they were buying groceries and bakery goods, bread from people, and they would, then he decided he would go into the business himself. So mm-hmm. he did that. He started then by getting more cabbage from the farmers. So his mother would then take the cabbage, make sauerkraut. And then he realized, you know, there's, this food processing is pretty good. So if you go to a Kroger store, you're going to see most of their, a lot of their select products, you right, know, groceries, right. and they do everything now. Right. I remember hearing that what he did was he took the product that was the most popular and then they, in their test kitchens, would try to emulate that product. Mm-hmm. So that's how they were able to, I think like 26% of their profit now is from their own private labels. And they were, I guess, the first to do that. I think so. Yes, I think they were. So technology's changing, although we probably didn't call it technology then, (laughs) but they needed to get a bigger store. Mm -hmm. And so what they did, and and they, by the way, and I I think this is still true, they never purchase their store. Mm -hmm. They lease the property. So they get somebody else to build it, then they lease it, usually for like 20, 20 years or whatever. So they went down, or somebody went down, and started tearing out the sections of Main Street where the Farmer Square is now. As a matter of fact, Farmer Square was the Kroger store. Yeah, yeah, because there used to be uh, buildings in there. I can remember in those buildings, Rob Hardware... The Jessamine Beauty Shop, Marilyn right. Welch and Vetus and, and her grandmother Marietta had that. I'm trying to remember what else. There was, was a Doctor Durrell who was a chiropractor. Okay. There was the White Spot. Now and I've heard my dad mention the White Spot. That was just a little, just a little hole in the wall. Hole in the wall where you can buy a hot dog the and best and, hamburgers going. Of course, yeah. what everybody told me. I don't right. know. I wasn't there, but anyway. So that was they took a lot of that in out, right, right? And they built the Kroger store that's there. And at that time, it looked like all the other Kroger stores around. Well, now, let me ask you, when you look at Farmer's Bank now, mm-hmm. immediate, if you look at the front of Farmer's Bank, immediately to the left is the parking lot. Right. And then immediately to the left of that is that little strip of buildings. Right. Is that the building the Kroger was in? Yes. That building there. That building. Which now is a number of little offices. Right. They turned it okay. around when, when Farmer's Bank bought it. They yeah. moved it, kind of redesigned it. So that's it. The, where Kroger moved to. Correct. From where my office is now. Right. All right. Uh-huh. When was that? That was, well, it was about 1950. I think in January of 1950, they moved, opened the store. Okay. Now, if you picture that, it was orange brick, and the opening door was over by Frug Price's service station. Yes, which is, which is on the other side. It's on the other side. It's on the corner. Right. You walked in, and it had a door in and a door out. Yeah. And they, you remember that picture that I gave you yes. that, you know, that, yes. was, that you've got on Facebook? Very modern. 
Right. That was day. yes, it was very very modern. Yeah. Very very modern. They had their own produce. They had their of course I think they probably I don't know that they bought the produce from local people, right. but they had their own meat cutters and they had all of the stock, you know, now it's pro- more processed food right. than it was those 25 pounds of right. flour and sugar. Yeah, back then you baked your own bread. You didn't That's buy right. a loaf. Mm-hmm. Or at least That's not right. A lot. That's right. But now at that store, because I remember those pictures you gave me, did you tell me, wasn't that kind of the first store that used shopping carts? Right. Because mm-hmm. that was a new thing. Right. You went in and waited on yourself. That's right. And there was a little corner there that had a kind of a raised platform Mm-hmm. And so that's where the office was. Okay. And the manager and the head cashier, would could be, they had lots of paperwork they had to do manually. Yeah. But you could see out over the whole store. Yeah. But the big thing about that, at that time, Doug, it was cash and carry. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Was no more carrying accounts. No more carrying accounts at that time. Now, that was hard on farmers because they were used to the old Kroger. They were used to yeah. the other stores. And that was good for some people, but it was also, it brought in a new technology, the wave of right. the future. This is what's going to happen. So this is when your first cash registers came along where the cashier had to punch in the price. That's and, right. And that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I can imagine that the opening of the new Kroger in our town in 1950 or so, probably helped businesses of the other old grocery stores that were already here. Correct. Because you had Cumleys, Heathmans, um, all of those people. And there was either a Miss Ethington had one on the block behind Mm -hmm. where where Town Square Bank is now. But a lot of the people that were working there, you know, you probably remember their names, you mm-hmm. know, like Edna Grow and mm-hmm. uh, Robin Lanham, who just passed away right. recently. Uh, there was a Frances Smith was the produce lady. Then there was a Charles Collins's mom, Mildred. Mildred. Mildred yeah, Lane. Yeah. Daddy always called her Annie. Now, she didn't know why he called her Annie, but he always called her Annie. And I think she probably reminded him of his cousin, who was an Annie. Well, earlier this year, we did a program with Becky Garrett. Right. About her dad, who was the meat cutter, right? Right. Dub Hunter Hunter. was in the meat cutter. Stanley May was a meat cutter. And Don Cravens. Yeah. Those were kind of the three that I remember. Yeah. Now, produce man was Raymond Cook. Cookie. 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 Gosh, he worked for Kroger for a long time. He did. He? he did. He And he was, you know, funny, just yeah. really, really funny. And then Letcher Watts. Now, I don't know that you know knew Letcher or not, but you know his daughter. Well, Letcher, didn't he go on to open the appliance store? Yes, he did. Down uh-huh. by where? Town Square Town Bank. Square Bank. Right was. next to Heathman. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Yes, it was. Carolyn's dad. Carolyn's dad. Right. Carolyn Throckill's dad. And there was also John LeMay. Mm-hmm. And that's Jesse LeMay who has the, the antique and, yeah. over there. So those were some of the people that worked right. there. And they were, you know, they were the integral part. You know, they had they had their own aisles and they yeah. they might be in charge of the tide or whatever that you know whatever that was the product would come in the back door now, did your mom ever work there again she worked yes she did a couple of times she worked there she came in and helped out when they opened the store yeah and then after dad left she came back and ended up working for 35 years at kroger so well why did he leave well you know i think it was a this part of this hearing problem mm-hmm. and then district managers were always on them to make more money to make more money yeah. and that was kind of one of those things and i'm not sure nobody ever said that but the union came in a mid 50s or so and i'm sure that was part of the changes whole, things a lot changes mm-hmm. well let's mm-hmm. let's take a minute to talk personally about your dad oh okay you know uh a lot of people knew ned leach that are from here remember him mm-hmm. from kroger tell us for for those that didn't know him well 
kind of guy was he? How do you remember Ned Leach? Well, my, I remember my dad as loving his family, but he loved church and he loved sports. Yeah. Unfortunately, he had three daughters. <laughs> so, and, and before you go on, I mm-hmm. think it's good right now at this point. We'll don't don't lose your train of thought. Okay. Let's talk about those three daughters. Okay. I like to mention them. There's you Me. and you, a retired school teacher, mm-hmm. taught to Jessamine County. I guess all your career. Well, believe it or not, I taught for three years in northern Kentucky okay. at a private girls' school at Notre Dame Academy. But most of it was here. But most, 27 years yeah. in Jasmine County. Uh-huh. And and tell us about your other two sisters. My middle sister is Donna, right. Mary Donna John. She married Bradley Johns, mm-hmm. and uh, she is a retired school teacher also. Mm-hmm. But she uh, has four children, Chris and Audra mm-hmm. and Andy, and then Mary's the baby. And she moved over, she and Bradley moved over in over in Wilmore, and they live in Wilmore now. And then my baby sister is Anne, and I've got to tell you this story. My dad decided, my mother said, that they decided that if they had girls, Daddy would name the girls. And if they had boys, she would She would get to name the boys. So I'm named Martha Terry Leach for mm-hmm. his older sister, mm-hmm. who was Martha Frances Leach, and she married a man whose last name was Terry. So they inverted the name. <laughs> So everybody thinks my name is Teresa. It's not. It's Terry, T-E-R-R-Y, for a last name. Donna was named Mary Donna after his cousin, who became a nun, and her name was Sister Mary Donna. Mm -hmm. And Anne, when Anne came along, Dad decided she needed to be named for somebody in Mom's family. So he chose my grandfather, whose name was Freeman. Mm -hmm. So Anne was Anne Freeman Leach. And I don't know that I've ever had the pleasure of meeting her. You, well, she lives in Harrodsburg, yeah. and she's married and has three children and works for the phone company. Okay. So she was the only one that took my grandmother. My grandmother worked at the phone company when it was... Up, yeah, right, right up about, next uh-huh. to the street from us here. And she was a, an operator and yeah. loved it, loved it, and yeah. told us all when we graduated from high school what we needed to do was get a job with the phone at company. the phone company. So Ann took her, her mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. So she's got three children, and Donna's got the four. So we have... You know, like 15 grandchildren. Lots of kids running Lots around. of kids. It's lots of kids. It's great. It's great. So you, your dad, had he loved sports. He loved church. And church, he loved the family. Mm-hmm. And he loved his family, but he had three girls. He had three girls. So Donna uh, was the one who became a PE teacher. She was she was PE. She taught math. She was mm-hmm. a librarian. She mm-hmm. did all kinds of things. But mainly she was PE and loved sports. And she was always playing sports so she would she 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 played basketball the girls basketball team with leonard cavell (laughs) and uh, yes there were mr cavell god love his heart and that back then they could only be on half court unless Mm -hmm. you were the rover and you could bounce the ball three times and then you had to you dribble and pass Mm -hmm. so they played on saturday night or saturday afternoons or mornings and so daddy would be out there you know rooting don on Mm -hmm. She said that, well, this is an aside, but she said that Leonard Cavell was the best coach she had ever had. He taught them the basics, and she really appreciated yeah. that. So she went on to UK and, you know, got her PE degree. Anne loved to watch ball, baseball. Mm-hmm. Daddy loved the Cincinnati Reds, mm-hmm. and he loved the Cleveland Browns. So you didn't get a chance to watch anything else right. if it was on. And, of course, the ball games were he was listening to the Reds on the radio usually. That was kind of my dad. He really liked sports, 
and at a time when when he was older, we had a church league that played had basketball for mm-hmm. the young teenagers, the boys. They had the um, church softball league. So Daddy became the person who greeted people when they came into church, and they always would tell me, "You know, your dad was so friendly." And I said, "You don't understand. My dad was looking for recruits, <laughs> so he got lots of people were playing on that in the yeah. league, and we played. They played the church league played." Softball, where the bus garage is now. Okay. And as Mr. Billy June Warner told me, they took the best softball field we had and they brown, you know, covered it over with asphalt. So. He, uh, he was a good softball. Yes, he was. Player. Oh yeah, he was. Day, he June. was, and he was with Nicholasville Christian. Sure. So they were, we were kind of arch enemies there. So the status question that I usually ask in all my programs, I'll ask you now. <laughs> One word. How do you describe Ned Leach? Mm, that's hard. I wish you'd tell me you were going to do that. Um, <laughs> I think he was he was honest. Mm-hmm. Probably have to say that maybe loving and I think and and friendly. Yeah. What he, about your mom? Same question. My mom was dependable. She was the the quiet rock behind daddy's being very affable. Mom right. was right there. Now, I would bet you that if you talk to Rachel Arnold, she would tell you something else entirely about her <laughs> when she was at Kroger. But yeah, that was that was kind of interesting thing. Ned, I had the pleasure of knowing him, and uh, I've told you this story before, but Ned seemed to be, from what I knew, he pretty much told you like he thought it was. That's right. He didn't seem to mince words very much, at least when I was around him. Maybe he was, I don't know if he did it. No. Is it pretty much that way? No. The story that came to mind, and I've told you this, is uh, when I ran for county clerk back in 1989, uh, he told me one day that he would be for me. Well, I didn't win that race, but then I decided to run for city commissioner in 1993, and I never will forget. And I don't know where exa- exactly where it was. It was in McDonald's when it's the first McDonald's we had, where is now the utility building for Nicholasville. Mm-hmm, right. And he looked at me and he said, I'm going to tell you something, Doug. He said, I was for you when you ran for clerk and I'll be for you running for commissioner. But if you don't win this time, don't ever ask me again to support you. <laughs> Thank goodness I won, so I knew I had him. But he just flat out, there it is. And I appreciate that <laughs> yeah. because I knew where he stood. Right. And right. Uh, he just seemed to be that kind of guy. You didn't have to wonder. He wasn't mm-hmm. mean. He was nice about it. But you knew where the man stood. That's right. That's right. That's a good thing. Did he really, really like Kroger? He loved the people. Yeah. Uh, but the pressure from the management got on onto him, and he just one day just kind of said, I think I'm going to quit. And that's it. <laughs> well, but the thing that we have to know about Ned Leach is that he, he brought it into what, in 1950 or so, he brought it into the 20th century, if right. you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the head of the store that, that came out of the past and brought it into what even though it's changed, what we kind of know as the modern-day grocery Correct. stores. Mm-hmm. And uh, one that a lot of people, I'm sure, remember in this community. You know, our time is up, but we appreciate you coming in, telling us this history about him and, and how the Kroger's operated here. And days gone by, you know, there's certain things mm-hmm. in our lives where you probably wish we had it back the way it was. And You're right. That's kind of one of them. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's one of them. Because now... Unfortunately, our town doesn't have, even though we have a Kroger, we don't have that local grocery store like we used right. to. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, for those that can remember it, even even me a little bit of how it used to be, it's it's a shame we don't. Right. Thanks for coming. We'll, we'll have to have you. We're gonna have to have you come back sometime. We'll talk school. 
Oh, okay. That would be fun, too, wouldn't That'd, it? <laughs> that would be probably, we'll have to edit that program a lot. Probably so. Thanks, Terry. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Terry Leach, for coming in and being with us today on All Things Jessamine. We appreciate you telling us all about your dad and the way it used to be here in Nicholasville. Folks, we do this every Saturday morning. It's called All Things Jessamine, and we certainly hope that you will join us at 11 o'clock on those days so that we can share more information with you. It's all for you right here on Jess FM 105.